listening to the Loving BDSM podcast, mini episode number 54. Kayla Lord's here with the one, the only, the... Are you caffeinated enough yet? Getting there. Okay. We'll work, keep working on it. Yeah. Keep working on it. Yeah. John Brownstone. A <laughs> big thanks to our kinky patrons over at patreon.com slash Kayla Lords for making this episode possible. This week, we're talking about a few things you need to remember about consent in a power exchange relationship. It's not that much different than consent in everything else, but <laughs> sometimes the DS relationships need the reminder. Welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Loving BDSM, on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, Loving DS in the number one, so at Loving DS1, or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM. All links are in the show notes and the show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Consent and negotiation happen every day. Too many people think that they sat down to negotiate their power exchange, had one, two, maybe even three whole conversations. Kind of one and done. And they're done. Yeah, no. Well, we we negotiated, so we never renegotiate. You actually renegotiate every single day. It's subtle every day, Mm -hmm. but every day a submissive has to decide, am I going to do the thing I said I was going to do? Every day the dominant has to decide, am I going to follow through on that rule or that protocol or that expectation? Am I going to do the thing I said I was going to do? So you're really negotiating with both each other and yourself, but also in any given moment... You might have to change what you thought was going to work for your power exchange. And somebody's going to have to say, no, I don't want to do that anymore. Or no, this moment is not right. And it's a negotiation because negotiation is just a fancy word for a conversation. So you are constantly doing it in some ways more subtle and less obvious than others. But it's every day. Yeah. Submissives get to say no. I wish I didn't actually have to tell people this. I wish this was sort of understood. But yes, a submissive can say no. What that no sounds like and how that no is presented may be different based on what you've negotiated into your relationship. So for us, we don't have set times where we discuss the state of our power exchange, except for when we want to, when there's something on the horizon. Mm -hmm. If we are in the middle of a moment, especially a heated moment or a scene or whatever, and something does not feel right to me, something feels off, I get to opt out of that thing. Now, if I have to say no to something that I normally say yes to, that immediately means there's going to have to be a conversation about it. Right. But I did not lose my ability to say no just because I said yes, I would be a submissive. For other power exchange relationships, it's much more structured. We know a master-slave couple where it's a total power exchange in the moment that slave submissive does not just get to say no, but if they need to say no or something's going on, they actually have a third party mediator who's a trusted kink friend who comes in and like has the discussion with everybody. To me, that's a little bit more extreme than I would ever be able to handle, but for some people it works. Right. So it's not that a submissive can never say no, it's how are you gonna say no within the bounds of your relationship? And until you negotiate that, a submissive can just say no, mid-conversation. Mm-hmm. If you feel the need to say no, be prepared to have a conversation about why though. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dominance can have a safe word so we talked about this recently and i can't remember was it a bdsm it was a reddit response episode yes where a submissive wrongly thought that 
Adam could not stop their scene because they did not say for it. So if you're in mid scene where the dominant is actually the one doing the action, you don't have to have a safe word as a dominant. You can just stop because you're right. in control of that. Within scenes or just within your relationship, absolutely dominance can have safe words. There will be moments when things are too much. They're violating limits. It's it's crossing a boundary. They need you as the submissive to know that no, 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 this has to stop right now. And a safe word is an option for that. We have safe worded, you have safe worded in scene before. And yeah. we also, yeah, I don't know if you noticed that I can, I can be a lot sometimes. <laughs> uh, and we actually created a safe word for when I am overwhelming you with information yes. and the conversation is too much and too intense and you need a break and I'm not reading the cues mm -hmm. and you throw out that safe word and I know, ooh, I've got to stop, I've got to back off. Do I like it? Of course not, I was excited, <laughs> I wanted to keep going, but also, that is the signal that you need a moment. Right. Uh, I know plenty of power exchange couples who have kind of a safe word when they are within their power exchange, right. but they need to deal with the thing and they need to deal with it outside of the structure of the power yes. exchange. So one of them will throw out that safe word and it's like a switch flips and they go from being their kink selves to their non-kink selves again. One, and one of my early um, dynamics was high protocol. And we actually had a safe word needed to step outside the dynamic for mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. So yes, doms can have safe words. The relationship can have safe words. Everybody gets safe words. Everybody gets safe words. Mm -hmm. You can change your mind. Can we just talk about this? <laughs> <laughs> you can change your mind from the thing you said you wanted to do this morning to tonight. You can change your mind in mid scene. You can change your mind for the structure of your power exchange. When we first got together, you were sir and I was a host of names mm. until we finally landed on baby girl. And we thought that would be our structure. Then we went caregiver little and you became daddy and I'm baby girl and yeah. here we are. Um, that ended up not being a structure change. It was sort of a organic flowing kind right. of change, but you get to change your mind. I don't care which side of the slash you're That's on. True. I don't care what it is we're talking about. That's the thing with consent. It can't, it's not consent if you're never allowed to change your mind. If you said a thing on Tuesday and you now have to live with it for the rest of your fucking life, <laughs> no. Um, you might change your mind from the thing you were fantasizing about and then you get into the reality and you go, oh, I don't, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. this, isn't, this is not matching the fantasy. That's true. It usually doesn't. Yeah. You might change your mind because your life changes, your circumstances change. That's not just, do I wanna be in this relationship or do I want this power exchange to continue? That's a thing you can change your mind about, but it can also be, I thought I could be this kind of service submissive and that's not working right. for me. I thought I could be this kind of attentive dominant. This is not working for me. The thing about changing your mind is that your partner's not a mind reader. That's You're right. gonna have to have a conversation and maybe it'll suck and maybe it won't. In some long-term relationships I've found where the two people are deeply connected, they might not be on the same page about what needs to be changed, but they often will find that they agree that, yeah, something wasn't feeling right and I need a change too. And then you mm -hmm. go back to the negotiating table and figure out what that's gonna be. But you have to talk about it. But yes, true, you get true. to change your mind, yes, but you, you have do. to let your partner know you have changed mm -hmm. your mind. Limits and boundaries can and will change over time. This is kind of like changing your mind, but it's kind of not, it's sort of separate. Yeah, because it's it's more of um, evolution. Yes, because 
I remember the first conversations we had about what we would do as a power exchange couple and what we would do that was kinky. And some of those things I was like, I'm not interested in those. It's not that they were, I was never gonna do them. I just, I wasn't interested. So they weren't Mm. in our list of things we negotiated. And then I learned more about different things. And we went, okay, we can incorporate those. My favorite one of a changing boundary or limit. And I use this example all the time because it is my favorite. (laughs) I asked John Brownstone, do you think you could be a daddy dom? And he laughed his ass off. He was like, hell no. And then over time, obviously he's daddy and he's a daddy dom. And so that was an evolution of what you thought something was based on information you had at the time. Right. And then you changed your mind, see number four, (laughs) and you were okay with it when there was a time you were not okay with it. Correct. And so if you understand that, if you go into it knowing, I may always hate this thing, or I may change my mind later. Then when you find your preferences shifting, it's less of a what the hell's going on and more of a, oh, okay, mm-hmm. uh, Kayla and JB said this could happen. And so I'm not losing it. I'm not broken. I'm not doing something wrong. Right. It's just part of the evolution of yeah. I've learned more about myself or this thing. A lot of times people will say, no, I will never do that. And it's based on what they think a thing is and the one example they have of it. And they're like, hell no, I'm not doing that. But then they learn that there are other ways to engage in a kink and they change their mind. So yes, those things are, evolution is a good word. Mm -hmm. Those are just some things that we think are important to know about consent in a power exchange. Again, all of these things are true outside of power exchange, but too many kinksters get it in their head that, we set our relationship out like this, and this is how it has yeah. to stay, that's gonna be static, and it's not. It's not, consent is ongoing. Mm-hmm. And consent is not just telling your partner what you won't do, it's telling your partner what you'd like to do. It's listening to them when they tell you what they do and don't wanna do. Um, and understanding that we each have a responsibility to ourselves as individuals, but also to the relationship. So that means if consent is being withdrawn or given, if you're willing to do a thing you once were not willing to do, mm-hmm. it, it all comes down to communication. You're gonna have to sit and talk yeah. about it. But especially if you have to say for it or say no, or change your mind in a way that removes a thing you were doing, mm-hmm. don't ever just expect somebody to know you have to have that conversation, either before, in the middle, or after. So uh, that is it for us uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot what I was gonna say after that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a sign that we need to go. Yep. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.